look, I get the frustration. By the way, we got a lot to get to because I was off yesterday. So I want to get into the Jets and the Giants. I mean, Jets and Giants, New York football. Are you kidding me? When the Yankees get bounced, whatever that may be, we'll, I mean, we're going to have to really turn our attention to the Jets and Giants. So you might as well start getting into it now. And why not? How the hell did the Giants beat the Ravens and the Jets win in Green Bay? Do you believe in miracles? Not really, but hell, that is a miracle, a football miracle in New York. It is a thing now, New York football. Jets look good, Giants look good, so we'll get into that. But obviously the Yankees are going to take precedent until they are out or until they win at all, which either could happen here. And now you got the game five, the ultimate game, as the Yankees forced it on Sunday night with Garrett Cole being dominant, supposed to play last night, of course, the rain. And then that's what everybody wants to talk about, the rain. You know, I'm so sick and tired of this rain impacting these games and this series in particular. It's annoying. I get it. And then the fans want to complain about sitting out there for you know three, four hours, and the media is going to be upset, of course, so they're going to spin it. You know why? And I'm telling you this. This is inside media stuff. You know why the media is upset? Because they're working all night. They don't care about the game. They don't care about the team. I guarantee you, trust me on this one, they want to go home. That's it. End of story. While fans are there wanting to see a game, media is there wanting to go home because that is their job. Trust me. I know for a fact. So you you got to be careful here of where you're getting the information and who's spinning this and all this nonsense. And at the end of the day, what do you want Major League Baseball to do? I get it. It's not ideal, right? Nobody, I don't think, wants to have anybody sit out there, whether it's players, whether it's fans, whatever. People at home waiting around for the game all night. Nobody wants that to happen. What do you think? The Yankees devised a plan? Oh, yeah, I got an idea. Let's screw the fans over. Have them come to the ballpark early. We'll have them sit here all night long for about two hours and 40 minutes after the game is supposed to start, and then we'll cancel it. And then we'll have Cortez be able to pitch in Game 5 tomorrow. That's not what happened. The Yankees wanted to play the game. The Guardians wanted to play the game. They couldn't. The rain. They misjudged the weather. How? Who the hell knows with this weather? One day you wake up, it's 70 and sunny. And the next day you wake up, it's 30 and freezing cold. The wind is nonstop around here. I mean, I can't figure the weather out. I'm 43 years old. I mean, I, I thought I had the weather, uh, weather pattern down here. It's changed. Global warming is a real thing. The weather here is ridiculous now. Cold, hot, up, down, left, right, rain, snow, wind. I mean, it, it, you don't know what you're getting. So you're going to blame the meteorologists for saying, hey, we thought we had a window? They thought, everybody assumed they had a window from 9 o'clock on. The window went a little later. What do you want them to do? Wait till 10 o'clock? They can't do it. So they figured, geez, we got screwed here. The window we thought we had is getting pushed back to 930. We got to do something. We Unfortunately, we got to call it. Nobody involved. Fans, media members, Boone, Cashman, Francona, the Cleveland Guardian, nobody wanted the game to get pushed back till later on now this afternoon as we are here on a, what the hell day is it, Tuesday. So enough with the, oh, Anderson out there. You know what you're getting into as a fan. You bought the ticket. You're going to the game. You just want to complain, and I get it. I love complaining too. But there's nothing anybody can do about it. This is a Major League Baseball decision. They are trying as best they can to get the game in. The rain and weather did not cooperate. What are you going to do? 
call and scream about it and cry and say, what? What do you want to do? Cancel the game at 9 o'clock? They thought they had a window. They waited. No matter what they did, you wouldn't have been happy. If the game gets started, oh, they're going to start this game at 945? What, are you kidding me? Now, look, I genuinely feel for the fans who can't go later on today, who wasted their time last night. I've been there. I've done that. But that's unfortunately part of it. And it'll all be worth it if the Yankees could go out there and win later on today. And I do think that there are at least two things that give the Yankees an advantage with this postponement. Number one is you don't have to start Jamison Tyone. Jamison Tyone in a game five? Whoa. All the talk about the Yankees starting pitching and the Yankees being lined up better for this postseason run than any postseason before, and Jamison Tyone would have been on the mound in game five? No, thank you. Now, I still would be a little skeptical with Cortez on short rest. Not something we've seen. I think he's done it once before or something like that. It, you know, you don't, you haven't seen it often enough. And I, I don't care if you have seen it enough. It's, it's an unknown when dealing with starting pitchers and coming back on short rest. Now, I'd rather have Cortez on short rest than Jamison Tyone on full rest, regular rest, extra rest, whatever. So that's an advantage for the Yankees. We don't know what Cleveland is going to do. They have not officially announced their Game Five starter, although. You'd have to think, I mean, Francona's not a knucklehead. You'd have to think that, you know, it would be in their best interest to go with Bieber. And if they don't, I mean, at least they have their bullpen lined up with an extra day of rest. But I also think that that's an advantage for the Yankees. Because the Yankees now get a day of rest where Cleveland was already rested. Their best guys were rested because they lost game four. So they had their guys ready to go either way for this game five. The Yankees get a, you know an extra day of rest where you're worried maybe Holmes coming back, back-to-back days. Well, now the Yankees don't have to worry about that. So we'll see what happens exactly with Cleveland's starter. But the Yankees' bullpen, at least now, has some extra rest and... That should be an advantage to them where Cleveland already had that. The big disadvantage is the afternoon crowd. And it's a late afternoon at that, 4 o'clock, that's fine. They're not going to play it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but thankfully. But they play it at 4 o'clock, and maybe the crowd will be better than it was in Game 2 on that Friday afternoon after the rain delay. But it's clearly a different crowd. It's not anybody's fault. It's just day games are a different feel. It feels way less intimidating, way less daunting. I don't know, hostile? Is that the right word? I mean, maybe less hostile as well, where you you got sometimes fans get rowdy all day. You're working all day. You want to get out there at night and let loose. With the afternoon games, maybe fewer people can attend. Maybe it's a different type crowd in general. I'm not sure, but I know that the crowd from game one to game two was not the same. Now, does the four o'clock start make it a little bit better than the one o'clock afternoon start? All right, we'll see. But I do think that that hurts the Yankees a little bit. And either way, look, it shouldn't be that big of a difference. Bottom line is Yankees got to win this game. No excuses. I don't want to hear it. The rain, yes, is annoying and altered the series here. Yanks were impressive. Well, Garrett Cole was impressive 
in game four to push game five. Who would have thought that this would be the case? I would have, and I think I did say it. I thought the Yankees were going to sweep more so than go out there and have a, you know a five-gamer against Cleveland. And you give Cleveland credit. They're better than I thought. Their bullpen is nasty. So that's one of the reasons why. I mean, they can't hit, but their bullpen is nasty. If the Yankees' bats do what they're supposed to do, they're going to win this game and go play the Astros in the series that we all want. Yankees, Strohs. That's the one that we've been waiting for all year long. We're now one game away from that. Thanks to Garrett Cole. And look, you have to love that the offense, and how about Bader, by the way? Where are all the Yankee fans? 877-337-6666. Where are all the Yankee fans that hated that trade? Oh, Montgomery was great. Oh, Cashman, what's he doing? Peter, this guy can't even play, Sal. Where are all those Yankee fans? 877-337-6666. I'm here for you. Anyway, the Yankees give Garrett Cole a lead, and he never relinquished it. That is what an ace does. Garrett Cole gave the Yankees an ace performance. Not ace-like, an ace performance. Plus, he went out there and actually finished seven innings, which nowadays you count as a complete game. I mean, it is rare that the starting pitcher finishes seven innings, as you know. Over 100 pitches, what was 110 pitches? It was an ace performance from the Yankees ace, Garrett Cole, alleviating any doubts now. Now, that's not to say he's going to be perfect the rest of the postseason here, but he should at least make you feel comfortable as a Yankee fan knowing that he's the guy in that rotation. And they needed it. When they needed it the most, backs against the wall, elimination game on the road, people not feeling great about the team, maybe unsure how Cole was going to go in his second start in this series, he did the job. And I love nothing. I don't care about the strikeout numbers. You know, oh, 13 strikeouts in five minutes. Don't care about that. What I care about is how deep into a game the starter goes. And if he is given the lead, that he makes it stick. And Cole did just that. Three-run lead, boom. He gave up two runs. You're allowed to do that. That's fine with me. As long as you don't give up that lead. And he never did it. Handled over the bullpen. And they went through Cleveland, which forced the game five that we were supposed to have last night. And, of course, it will be played later on today at 4 o'clock. And I don't know, and we'll get into the whole playoff format in a little bit as well. I mean, we get a couple more hours to go, so I don't want to get to everything here. But, I, you know, the division series that we've seen in the National League is... It's been such a crapshoot. It feels like now more than ever. Maybe that's because more teams in there. And in this case, you know, the Yankees going to five game, going to a fifth game with Cleveland. You know what? Cleveland won a division. It's not supposed to be easy in the postseason. And maybe because the Yankees have made it look so easy in years past against the Central in particular. Maybe you kind of take that for granted the first round. But as good as Cleveland is, it is still a little surprising that we're sitting here playing a game five with these two teams. And remember, no matter what, the rain, just the fact that it had to go five, I mean, you could blame Mother Nature for the rain and, and pushing the series back, but you can't blame Mother Nature for the fact that the Yankees could have won in three or four games. And because they were not able to, even if they do win today and advance, they're going to be up against it. Whoever wins today is up against it. They're up against it anyway because the Astros are good, very good, 
but they've had some time here to rest. They've had some time to set everything up for Cleveland or the Yankees. And if it's Cleveland, who cares? We won't even mention the ALCS the rest of the way, probably. If the Yankees don't win, baseball season is over. The offseason will begin. Once free agency and all the hot stuff, we'll get into all that. But as far as, I mean, who, you know, I'm not getting into the Phillies and pods, nor will I get into the Strohs in Cleveland. Anyway, the Yankees could have helped themselves by wrapping this thing up in three or four games just to avoid. Now, again, you can't predict the weather, but now look at it. I mean, you have to go right out of you know, New York to go take on Cleveland, to go take on Houston if you win, and there are no days off. There is no time to get set. It's boom, right into it. And it's going to be, you know, let's say this game is three and a half hours, four hours, whatever, then the travel, you're going to be getting in late before playing game one of the ALCS in Houston. Not that that doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean the Yankees can't win that game if they are fortunate enough to get there. But it is a distinct disadvantage that whichever team that advances from this ALDS, they, they are... They are going to be behind it already going into Houston. 877-337-6666. Your call's on the other side. Yanks, rain delay. We'll get into the Jets and Giants in a little bit. Baseball playoffs as well. Whatever's on your mind on this now Tuesday morning as we get set for, we hope, weather permitting. It's like we got to say that with everything now. Weather permitting. I mean, they're getting this one in. You know that's going to happen. Uh, one way or another. I don't care if there becomes a tornado. They got to get this one in before the ALCS starts tomorrow. Anyway, game five. How you feeling, Yankee fans, about Cortez on short rest in an elimination game? Can the Yanks advance to take on the Astros? Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Can you beat Vegas this football season? Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms. No guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bleeds and I were just talking about this. 877-337-6666. The playoff format has in Major League Baseball has come under great scrutiny here. And... It Look, here's the issue for me. It's not necessarily the format, although I do think that that needs to change now. But the reason why it needs to change is because they have too many teams in the playoffs. The more crappy teams you allow in the postseason, the more likely it is that a crappy team like the Phillies is going to advance to a championship series. I mean, it's just the way that it is. It's one thing to have the Braves who won, what, 88 games last year go on. All right, that's going to happen. We've seen this before, whether it's the Cardinals years ago. Sometimes wild card teams go to the World Series or win the World Series. It, it happens. And it's not the end of the world when that does. 
However, when you get two wild card teams that knock off teams with over 100 wins and neither of those wild card teams won 90 games, now that's a problem for the sport. You cannot have now, and it's not, we're not saying it's not fair or anything like that. Look, these teams won the five game series. I mean, it happened, or three game series first and then the five game series. But what it does is diminish the regular season. This is not the NBA, nor should it turn into the NBA where nobody, and I mean nobody, coaches, players, execs, fan, everybody knows the same thing. The NBA regular season is completely irrelevant. They, it's so irrelevant, they rest players. Nobody cares. It's all about the postseason to a point where they're going to come up with a midseason tournament. That's how meaningless the NBA's regular season has become. Now, I grew up, I'm old enough to remember when it mattered. Where, you know, you used to try to win every game in the regular season, believe it or not. Ewing a little banged up, tough, he's out there, he's playing. Nick's trying to get a top seed, going 55 wins or whatever it may be. Pick a year. Anyway, you cannot have that happen with Major League Baseball, not just because it's not good for the sport, but because it's a 162-game season. How could you play 162 games and have three teams that have been the best in baseball all year long or three of the best in baseball all year long, Dodgers, Braves, and Mets in the National League, for example, and have them fight and claw and win and win and win only to be bounced in each of their first-round series. Obviously, the Mets are the wild card. The Braves and the Dodgers, after getting a bye, were bounced. That can't happen. Or if it does happen, it compl- you know why would then anybody convince me that next year's regular season matters? It doesn't. If you're the Mets, say, why bother pushing Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer in the regular season when you could just try to have them fully healthy and ready for the postseason, assuming that you could get there? And win 85, 86 games, you'll get in. What they need to do is shorten the regular season. And I'm not saying this before. I'm saying this after. After they expanded the postseason now to fix this, to correct the problem, they need to shorten the regular season and expand the wild card to five games and then 7-7-7. Seven, seven, seven. That's the only way to do it. To at least make, I still think you should put an emphasis on winning the division. I like that. But the regular season's got to mean something. Anyway, 877-337-6666. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? Good, good morning, sir. How you doing, sir? Good, Val. How are you this morning? I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm I don't know. I'm doing good, but I'm I'm just feeling a little bit uneasy, man. I got a couple of things I want to get into with you. Oh, good. Go ahead. But before I do, I I just want to say politely, I disagree a little bit with what you just said. Because well, I think it actually I, I think it actually puts a little intensity on. I mean, you saw what happened. You wanted the division, else you get knocked out, and you have to deal with that wild card round. Right, you know, and then it puts a little bit more intensity on in the postseason because now you're looking at these teams who think, "Yo, we we are highly favored. We got in here, and we can't even you know deal with these wild card squads. We got to come ready." The only thing I don't like about it is the the long lag between the wild card round and that division round because I think that that puts the 
the division winner at a little bit of a disadvantage because, you know, your bats get cold, which is kind of what I'm uh, – later on I'm going to get into that when I talk about my Yankees tomorrow. Well, but, but hold that, on. That but, so I don't know if we disagree necessarily, Val, because I'm saying that it's diminishing the regular season. I'm not saying that it's not fair in the five-game series or the three – you know, whatever, the three-game wild card series. Hey, that's life. They lost. The Dodgers lost. The Braves lost. The Mets I- lost. But – those teams were clearly like I look at the Phillies. The Phillies were a crappy team. Now I know they have a good lineup. They're not a good baseball team. The Phillies were a lousy team in the regular season for the most part, who would never have been in the postseason under normal circumstances. They get into the postseason and now they're in the league championship series. There is not a person what? alive that watched baseball that would say that the Phillies were better at any point this year than the Mets, Dodgers, or Braves. And yet here we are. At the same time, it could be argued that teams like my Yankees wanted to make sure that we won our division, so we didn't have to deal with that round. Yeah, but no, no, but but yeah, but you, you, it doesn't matter. The, forget the Mets. We're talking about the Braves. The Braves won the division. Where to get them? I hear you. Well, and the I Dodgers too won 111 games. You're talking about the Dodgers and Braves who won the division and got bounced in the first round to teams that, that didn't Dodgers win 90 games. That Dodgers one was games. really a surprise. That Dodgers one was really a surprise. Right, but that so, that, that, so think about this. Point. Forget about the Braves and Phillies for a second. The Dodgers finished, what, 22 games better than the Padres. Yeah, no, that speaks to your point. That okay, so does. so if, you, if you're Yankees, and maybe you don't care because it ha- didn't happen to the Yankees, but if the Yankees finished 22 games better than, let's say, the Orioles, but yet they played the Orioles in the first round of the division series and got bounced in, f- in four games. I mean, they, it's and now again, you're not your team lost, so it is what it is. But you can't tell me that th- then the regular season means something because it doesn't. The Dodgers and their 111 but, but wins, where, or whatever it was, means nothing. Where's your tip? You had to the, where's your tip? You had to the team that actually just played better in the series. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. That's but too. but then what about the regular season? It means nothing. I, I hear you. But do to, do but you get, get what I'm saying, point. though? Are you will? No, I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Because I feel kind of, you I know, just, especially now that you explain it like that. But I just want to be clear. You're my mind a little well, bit. Well, I just you are be, changing my mind a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, that Because I, I actually took it as it, 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 just, it just put more intensity on the regular season. And it actually now, in, in future, it puts more intensity on the postseason. You Correct. Know, you know, you can't just come in as a division winner and think, okay, right. I got some wild card team that I just might slide over. It's not like that. Correct. You know, and I think it, it actually amps up everything, regular well, season and the postseason. That's the point. Now, the Dodgers, the Braves, whoever, they, the Mets, they deserve to lose because they lost in those series. But the bigger point is that for a sport that prides itself on its long, grueling six-month regular season, you can't have it, poof, mean nothing in a best-of-three no, or best-of-five. I hear you. Anyway, what, what else you. you got for me, Val? So then, so now I'm going to get to my point, and this is where I get amped and where I'm going to get a little bit melancholy at the same time. Hmm. Yesterday, Sal, okay? Yesterday, as a New York sports fan, you had to feel like you were blessed and highly favored. My Jets went into Lambeau. And, and I mean, apart from the fact that it stayed 3-3 for a minute, once we got rolling, there was no question in my mind that we were winning that game. I had I got to watch Aaron Rodgers rubbing his thumb, trying like you know you know how these sports guys do when they like they're already trying to put the excuse in for the post game, you know. And even if I don't say it, you saw it, so you're going to talk about it. He's rubbing his thumb every time you see the camera flashing him, and it's like this is why it's happening. No, dude, we were flying all <laughs> over the field, and we put you on the ground every time we got a chance, and we reveled in it. 
It was a beautiful, and I'm not even a Giants fan. Giants went out and did the thing. And then I got to sit down and watch my Yankees make sure that I was guaranteed a game today. Now is when I get into the melancholy, okay? Now is when I get into the, I really don't know how to feel. I woke up this morning and I felt like the biggest person in the world, and I thought based on what happened yesterday, I was just about guaranteed to get every single – I shouldn't even say yesterday because yesterday is actually Monday. Mm -hmm. Based on what happened on Sunday, I woke up Monday morning feeling like I was guaranteed to get exactly what I needed Monday night. And I didn't even get an opportunity to even see that come to pass. I sat and I listened on the radio and I had to listen to the – the, what they well, it was Sweeney and and McPherson. They call it the um, mm-hmm. what was it, the the delay theater or something like that. And it was all fun and games because in my mind I thought you know, there's no way they gotta have to get this game in because playoffs, the next round gotta go on Wednesday, so we gotta get this game in. And it was just kind of like anticlimactic. I don't even know how to feel now because I felt like the momentum was with my squad based on what happened on Sunday night. And now my guys are sitting for a day. It's, it's like, you know, I, yeah, I love the fact that I get to draw Nesta, but I just feel like my batch is just one more day for the – and before I forget, remember we talked about it, that kid Beta. I, I told you he mm-hmm. was a player, but I didn't know he had three homers in him in the, in the postseason. Like, well, I don't know if anybody did, but those are the type of guys, Val, and good luck to your Yankees, and you make sure you get back to us tomorrow. Win or lose, I want to hear from you. Thank you for the call. Those are the type of guys. It, look, this is the highest compliment I could pay somebody. Harrison Bader would fit well with the dynasty 90s Yankees. That's the type of guy. Remember Chad Curtis and Scott Brocious and guys like that at the bottom of the order that you're thinking, how the hell are these guys going to get it done? And yet they do again and again and again. I like the deal when they acquired him. That's the type of player that the Yankees have been lacking for the last several years. Not to mention that his defense is plus-plus. I love guys who are great at one thing, whether it's a speedster, whether it's defending, whatever. And in center field, Bader is one of the better defensive center fielders. And, as you're seeing, and I, I also think it's a little bump up, too, that you get a guy who is from New York and from the area and you know getting high on being a Yankee, which who wouldn't, of course, in this case, and thriving in the postseason. Remember, too, the opponent looking to pitch to the bottom of the order. Bader's going to get some fat pitches, and he's made he's made him pay. Cal Quantrill in particular, but he's made them pay. Three homers. Bader. What? And anything you were going to get from him was going to be a bonus offensively. He's there for his defense, but those are the type of gamers the Yankees desperately missed over the last several years. And Cashman knows what he's doing. I'm waiting for them to cut to Cashman in the crowd or in the box every time Bader does something. That's the reaction that I want to see. And believe me, whether we see it or not, we know what he's thinking. I told you so. You all doubted me. I told you so. That's what Cashman's thinking, and he should be taking bows. Robert's calling from Deer Park. What's up, Robert? Hello, and good morning, sir. Um, uh, I'm proud to be on your show and thank you for allowing me to speak. I have two things to say, sir. Um, I would like baseball to change their rules like they're doing. But if they're going to go by analytics, then the analytics say small ball is a better way to go. If they could bunt, if you can get four to five hits in a row, that is the best way to score. 
Um, and well, who, well, who says that? And why do you say that? Well, everything is analytics. Analytics. This is why we use this guy. This is why we use this picture. This is why we do that. Well, analytics will say, I'd rather have four base hits in a row than a guy that hits home runs once a week. Well, well I'd rather I mean, have guys. If it's once uh-huh. a week, well, I mean, there's no guarantee that the four base hits in a row are going to be consistent. I mean, it's hard to argue against the home run, which you've seen have such a major impact here, Robert, in this postseason in particular. Well, we have hitters like Pete Rose, Maury Wills. Um, right, Rod Carew. Uh, Rod Carew. Yeah, no, I get hitters. it. I get it, but I mean, the, the, the sport is, yeah, Tony Gwynn, the sport has moved on. Right. Uh, there, there are, it's not like there aren't good hitters in the sport, but nowhere near what it used to be. But now there are, it's put an emphasis on hitting the home run. You know about the well, launch well, angle and things like that. It's easier to get a base hit than a home run. When the analytics say it's easier to get a base hit or a bunt. Oh, um, base hit in a home run? Wouldn't the analytics say that? Well that? well, that it's easier, maybe, but they're yes, trying sir. to. They're saying that the home run is more impactful, so they're having guys. That's what the where the launch angle comes in. Having players try to hit more home runs as opposed to trying to hit for batting average. They don't care if you strike out; they'd rather you well, strike out and hit, hit home runs because the fans like it. But you can't do what the fans want to do. To win games, according to analytics, I want five guys to get base hits. Look, I, Robert, like I understand what you're saying, but you want five guys to get base hits, but they want five guys to hit home runs. And home runs are immediate runs. Base hits are not. How many base hits right. would it take to score? Well, that's But that's the point. It's hard to get a hit. I mean, the law of average is, what, three of ten? And nowadays, forget it. Yeah, it's more like two and a half. Round back, that's pretty hard. Well, no, I get it. But three. the old adage used to be three out of ten. You, you fail seven times, and you, you yeah. go in the Hall of Fame. But... Now it's even less than that because now nobody's hitting 300. It's very. Yeah, 230. Well, right. Right. So it was like two and a half, let's say. You're failing, you know, seven and a half times more so than, than not now. But yeah, they go by that, they're going to say you're going to fail more than you uh, win. Right. Well, I have another thing to say, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, about the, um, like the Dodgers, they have the most wins, mm-hmm. then automatically they go to the um, championship series. That'll solve that. The now only- I'm guaranteed to have the best team in the championship series, and let the rest of them fight it out. Well, I don't think um, that that's crazy, Robert, although they're not going to do that. And thank you for the call, and I appreciate you checking in. They're not going to do that because of the layoff, but I don't think that it's an outlandish idea. See, you have to follow along with the evolution of the sport. This is not just, oh, wow, it's the playoff format and it's wrong. It's there are more teams in it, and the format has completely changed. Now you're saying something like, yeah, if the team with the best record wins, they should automatically be in the championship series. Well, that used to be the case in the, whatever, 60s, 70s, 80s. There were two divisions. When I grew up in the National League and American League, there were two divisions. The winner of each of those divisions went on to play in the championship series. What a concept, right? 162-game grueling season. The winner at the end of that grueling season would punch their ticket to the championship series with a right to play for the World Series. That's the way that it was. That's the way that I like it. Now, I understand that maybe that was a little harsh. 1993, for example, the Giants won 103 games, I think it was, and didn't get in because they fell a game short in the West with the Braves. Who, by the way, the Braves went on to lose to the Phillies in the postseason. Kim Batiste in 1993. 
Anyway, the point is, or look at all the years where the Mets were good in the 80s after 86 that they didn't make the postseason even with, you know, or 85 was to, you know, 90 plus win teams or whatever it was, that they would have been a wild card team. Hey, you know what? It happened. Anyway, the point is that now they expand the playoffs, which is fine, right? Because it's very hard. You wanted to get some good teams in. See, back then, good teams were not getting in to the postseason. Now, because they made it too loose and too many teams are involved, and I get why they did, you're getting teams that don't deserve to be in the playoffs after 162 games in the playoffs. And anything can happen. The Cubs swept the Mets in September while the Mets were in a race for the division title. What if the Cubs made the postseason? You don't think they could have swept somebody or won two out of three? It's baseball. Of course they could have. It it happens. So Fleegs brings up an interesting point, and you're saying, well, Fleegs, for each round, like let's say, use the division series, for example, the Dodgers would only have to win two games as opposed to winning three against the Padres. still, you know, first to three, best of five, but the team with the higher seed, the team that comes in as the better seed, the division winner. They have a win. They already have a win. Kind of like the NBA does with the play-in where – you know, the lower teams would have to win multiple games to get in. The higher seeds or better seed only has to win the one game. That way you still avoid a long layoff and you're still giving that team that won their division or had the better seed some kind of advantage because you're right. They'll never do it where you get the automatic buy because they're not going to have these teams sit around for a week and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think about how we went wrong. So they added one additional team, right, in each league this year. Okay, so if you take those teams and, well, because they, they made the bye week or whatever, they had a team with the bye, so that changed it up. Right, under last so year's like, format, you would have had, for the National League, you would have had the Padres and Mets play a one-game playoff to determine who went and played the Dodgers. But it could have been the Padres, like they won game one against the Mets, they could have still won and then gone on to play the Dodgers as the wild card team and still won a best of, like that's, that's happened every year in baseball pretty much since they put in the wild card almost 30 years ago. Th- but, this isn't new. But, but would you you would also have had a division-winning team taking on the other best team. So the problem here is that right, you then got— Right, you would have still had two division winners facing off in the other series. Right, so you got—now, in that case, the Mets, who won 101 games, would have gotten screwed. But, hey, tough. You didn't win the, you didn't win the division? Tough. So maybe it would have been, a, let's say it's not a one-game elimination, it's a best of three, fine. They still would have gotten gotten bounced, and that's that. But you wouldn't have had the Phillies in the postseason. And now, by adding the Phillies, it's not, this is not to pick on the Phillies, but they, they, they won 87 games. I mean, that's not good. That's not playoff good. 87 games is barely wild. It wouldn't even be. 87 been. games, and unlike the Braves last year, who only won 88, but the Braves won a division in 2021. Right, so the, the big number difference. of games is a little bit different when you outlast the other four teams in your division. Yeah, because then you can't talk about just the win total. If you're finishing third in your division, you, you, I'm sorry, most years you don't deserve to get to the postseason. So the point is, they let a team who shouldn't have been based on 162 in, right? That's what they wanted to do, add another market in. But now that team has a great chance to upset, and they did. And they went out there and beat the Cardinals. 
And now that leads to them going to play the Braves and anything can happen. Look, there's no guarantee that if the Mets would have won the division that they would have beaten the Phillies. And and for the record, I'd much rather have lost to the Padres in the wild card than lose to the Phillies in the division series. But that's how this whole thing happens. Really, what should have happened is if they're going to do this, maybe they should do it this way. Have the Phillies, and, and it's more like a tournament, have in this case, if we use this example at the National League, the Dodgers get a bye. The I guess you could still have the Braves get a bye as well. You would have the Padres play the Phillies. The two bottom wild card teams play in a one game wild card playoff. Right, that winner goes on to face the Mets before, in the a best of three. That's the way to do it because you still have you, you're getting an extra game. You're not getting a three game series, but you're getting an extra game, and you're at least putting the two bottom teams. You're automatically eliminating one of them, and you're guaranteeing yourself a game seven. That's what we missed with the wild card round this year. It used to be great drama, wild card, win and go home. That's it. There were built in, guaranteed ultimate games. You didn't get that. You only had the one game three with the Mets and the Padres, and even that wasn't. I, I was there, and it didn't feel like any drama whatsoever. And maybe that's just because the Padres smoked them, but whatever. Point is, in this case, you'd have okay, two bottom wild cards. You're in the playoffs. Duke it out. And look, even if you want to make it a best of three, I guess you could do that, but now you're dragging it on. So I would say one game playoff, ultimate game to decide the final wild card spot. You're still getting that extra team in and another city in, but then you're narrowing it down to where Phillies, Padres, the winner goes on to face the other wild card team. Winner from that goes on to. And that even, that second wild card game, you can make that a best of three, or you can just make it one game where, you know, right now, there's two sides of the coin. One, they're telling the team, like, think about the Phillies and Padres, teams that did spend a lot of money, they underachieved for a significant portion of the regular season, and you're telling them, okay, you know what, if you have a bad month or two months, it might not totally end your season because you still have a chance to bounce back and make it in as a wild card and then succeed in the playoffs, and those teams did. But you're telling the teams like the Mets and the Dodgers and kind of the Braves who did underachieve, but we're going for it all year. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you have your foot on the gas for all six months, you could still, you know, th- this could very easily, you lose to a team that only played well for right, four or six months. So that could go either way. If you're going to devalue, because that's what they're ultimately doing here, like the NBA, like the NHL, they're completely devaluing the regular season, which lasts for 162 games. If you're going to do that, at least make it so, listen, we'll let all these wild card teams in but the road is tougher for you, and you have to actually get through a gauntlet if you're going to have a chance at upsetting these teams. And we thought this wild card round would be a little bit of that because they'd go in, all right, you know, they have their number three against the number one for the first game of the division series. But as we've seen kind of after that first game, the advantage goes away. Right. There, There's not a – look, it's or, baseball. Or make the division series five games at the team's home stadium. All five there. Like, all five. I don't, would but have been, I, I like the all series. Fi- all five for maybe the team that has the wild card. Again, it's tough because then if there's a series with two division winners, like the Yankees and the Guardians, you're not going to punish a team that won the division. I don't mind ex- making the series a seven-game series either, but I still don't think that that solves the problem. I firmly believe if you played a seven-game series with the Padres and Dodgers or the Braves and Phillies, the way that it was going, look, those series didn't even go five. That was it. Same thing with the Mets and Padres. If you made that a five-game series, I think the Padres were still going to win that series. Now, look, anything could happen, but 
I really think the problem is that you're letting, you are guaranteeing two teams that arguably should have been in the postseason a legitimate shot against two teams, one that won the division, and in this case, one that won 101 games and just fell short. They're at such a disadvantage. It should not be like that. The division winners, you know, the Dodgers should have a bye. Maybe everybody else should not, and they should figure out another way. But uh, I, I don't know, Fleeks. It's just, to me, the best way would be to have those two bottom teams play each other for the, the, the right I like to- that. I, I honestly, I think the the thing we're seeing here, most obviously, is whatever the answer is, there's a couple of tweaks they could make that are better than this was the first year of this format. is a huge thing, too. Well, reseeding is the yeah. one most obvious. Yeah. We all said that when the format first came no out. And as we're tracking this during the season, we went, whoa, 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 this doesn't make any sense. The one seed has a really good chance of getting screwed in either league, and you could argue that happened, especially with the Dodgers. There are definitely changes that can be made that everything we're kind of throwing out there, almost like the NFL overtime rule, people thought, well, none of these are perfect, but everything just kind of seemed, well, that might be at least a little better than what they have now. That's where I think we are with the MLB playoff format, whether it's what I threw out or what you threw out. And again, we're just brainstorming off the top of our heads, middle of a segment at 2.45 in the morning. Exactly. But we already came up with stuff that at least, you know, at first glance seems better than what they have. Yeah, the math, like thinking, okay, well, because what I would like to see is, let's say the Dodgers in this case were the lone team to have a buy, but I don't know how you could do that with the amount of teams that they have there right now. And I'm not trying to add more teams, although that's eventually what they're going to do, which I think makes it even more of a crapshoot. If they're going to add more teams, then they have to shorten the regular season. They have to do something. The more teams you add, and I get you could be like the NBA, but that's that's different because in that league, just because of the way it's set up, five players on the court at a time, the best team usually does win. Right. And the NBA went to all seven-game series. They expanded because right. the best of five, you know, you would see every now and then where the upset would happen. It doesn't happen as much in a best of seven. If you're going to let that many teams in, you have to do something like teams like the Astros and Dodgers shouldn't be so vulnerable where they play like that for 162 games. They have one bad The Dodgers series, could win 110. Oh, think about that win total. It's the most in the National League in over a century, and they're that vulnerable against the team that comes in. They're hot. And the Padres, again, spend a ton of money. The Padres thought they would have been like the Mets and the sure. Braves around 101 wins. They just underachieved for a little bit. And you just make it that easy for that team to get tripped up in a five-game series. It just it doesn't feel right. I know the and best team doesn't both, always win, but th- and, this year is but, alarming. But, but think about it. If you're Major League Baseball and you have both the Phillies and the Padres and not one of the 101 teams in there, it's okay to have upsets here or there. Th- this is bad. You have the two two worst teams in the playoffs. They technically got an upset in every se- wild card round and division series. The underdog won all of them in the National League. It's unbelievable. At the end of two rounds, the Mets have hosted the most playoff games in the postseason, which is hard to believe. Think about that. The Dodgers had home field, only played two games. Braves, same thing, only played two games. Phillies, Padres, all on the road. And, and then, obviously, the second round. The two games that they won at home. The Mets hosted three playoff games. That is ridiculous. The fact that we don't even have, you know, these. And and by the way, that's an extra gate. The Mets end to boot the first first and second rounds with the same ticket price. So technically, the Mets. And more playoff revenue than the Dodgers and the Braves. Yes, the Mets, who went out in the first round of the wild card, ended up having an extra gate. 
more so than the Dodgers and Braves who won the division and each had a bye. Isn't it unbelievable? It all comes back to like you're, and we're team, you and I are people that want these teams to compete, to go out there to try to win during the regular season. How do you, you know, how do you sell that message you now? Can't. Or if you're trying to sell tickets for a regular, hey, the regular season matters. Matters. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's the point. That's where I don't want baseball to get. Right. We know the NBA is like that. They're about to right. play 82 exhibition games to set you up for a tournament. That's we, exactly we know that. that. Well, that's what and we the, and the players, you said it. Players, coaches, everybody acknowledges it. It's out in the open. One thing we love about baseball is that it, it isn't that yet. The regular season for so long, baseball's been around. You know, for over a century and a half, it feels like those games still matter. You can't take that. If you take that away from a sport that is a six-month grind, more can't if you add it. in spring training in the postseason, you, you have a real chance of losing what makes this sport special. I'd rather them, and look, I'm not saying they have to shorten it, uh, you know, 100 games off of it, obviously, or, or even 60 games. 144. Yeah, right, whatever, that's fine. 144, come up with the math for 150-something if you want to do that. And I think the way that I would do it is have the two last teams in play each other, and then you could have the, I would just go seven-game series each way. I wouldn't do, or at worst, you want to have the first series of five uh, five game wild card series, but then the division series got to be seven games. I mean, there's just it's better anyway. You're adding more playoff games. I'm not trying to take money out of their pockets. You're adding if you take away regular season games, add more playoff games. That's what we care about more, right? But div- winning the division, although I do think eventually they're going to obliterate all the divisions, just have you know one through fifteen or whatever it is, and rank them. But if you're gonna I want to put an emphasis on the division, but specifically an emphasis on regular season. So, I don't know. We could think about it and come up with it and do the math and all that stuff. And, you know, I don't know. It's, you see you see what a better format would be. But just off the top of the head, that to me would make more sense. 877-337-6666. Antonio is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Antonio? What's up? How are you? How's everything going, man? How are you? Good, good. I have a couple of things real quick. The Yankees, 6-3 tomorrow. Okay, uh, I like it. score. Six yeah. three and um, Judge Homer yeah, or what? What are we looking at? Not not basically. Yeah, that's the home run, man. That's basically what the, I think. Uh, Judge finally hits a home run. Well, he homered uh, in uh, game. Was it three or four? Game three. Oh, okay, right? okay. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, but finally, yeah, but he did in a slump for right. a while. So and he had a yeah. bomb. But anyway, in that game. so yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, but this thing, this is what I have here. I think you know, it's all about reseeding, man. This is what it look. If they would have reseeded. Uh, after the first round, the Dodgers would have played the Phillies, and then the Braves would right. have played the Padres. And then not only that, this is what you do. You have basically a division winners. You have all, all the games in their park, uh, meaning that the water cards, they, they don't have any games in their park. That's it. That's what you have to do. Well, for the division that, series? Yeah, for the division yeah, series. No, I like, I like yeah. the series – I don't think you could just have all these games at home. I like the series back and forth. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't even know if that's an advantage. The reseeding, for sure, you're right, and that made a change things. That would have been the, that would have been a key difference right there because the Phillies were never beaten the Dodgers. I don't never. think so. Right now, we don't know yeah, that for yeah. sure, but I'm with you. I don't think that that would have yeah, been the case, and at that, least you think it. And and by the way, it, it's not like we're just you know the Dodgers deserve the Dodgers earned that right to play the worst team up next. They should not have had to play the Padres. The Phillies were the worst team in the playoffs. The Dodgers were the best record. So why wouldn't it recede to that? Why are they doing with these brackets? It just doesn't make any sense. No, I agree 100%. And then the, the you know, last thing I'm going to mention here, 
Look, at, at the end of the day, though, I think I think the Dodgers really lost because they they lost Bueller. The Bueller, he, look, he, that guy, he was the number one starter for them, I think, this year, and he he was their ace, really. And then, as far as the Mets, I think you know the reason they lost, again, my opinion, because you know we had these two guys, uh, the Grom and uh, and, and uh, Scherzer, Scherzer, correct, basically as. Uh, they were like unbeatable, and it turns out, you know, they were more like Millie and Benilli, and, and you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, basically, you know. So that's what that's basically uh, you know, what, I, what I think. Anyway, I'll talk to you later, man. Thank you, Antonio. I appreciate you checking in. They were like Millie and Vanilli, Millie Vanilli, and and look, it happens. Teams get beat. I don't believe that. That's why. People are going nuts just because, like, I couldn't care less that the Braves lost. I'm happy the Braves are out. Dodgers, same thing. I'd rather see the Padres in there, but I don't think it's good for the sport. This is not a, oh, the Mets lost in the first round. Mets would have lost anyway the way that they were going. Three games, five games, Padres were the better team. And to Fleeg's point earlier, the Padres are not a real 89-win team. They're better than that. We all knew that. The Padres are stacked. They just didn't have a good regular season. You think the Phillies are better than their 87 wins? I think they thought that, like, the Padres thought they were better. The Phillies, you know, they have Harper. They signed Schwarber. They signed Castellanos. They thought they were going to be closer to the 101 than the 87. And by the way, these are moves that were made years ago to put these teams in position. When we were begging and pleading for the Mets to sign Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, and really there was even no point because we knew they weren't going to get them. Well, guess what? The Padres signed Machado. It changed things. The Phillies signed Harper. Changed things. The Phillies traded for Real Muto. You know how many times I begged on SNY or when I was in the minors at OR? I forget even. Maybe I was doing shows here. You know how many times I begged for the Mets to get Real Muto? They didn't. How about this offseason where all it was was money? Steve Cohen wanted a DH. All he had to do was go out there and spend on Kyle Schwarber. Guess what? The Phillies did. They got Schwarber, Castellanos. I know Castellanos was terrible. But the Phillies bought Wheeler as well. They put themselves in this position. Now, they didn't have a good regular season. They were very sloppy, and I'm shocked that they're in the NLCS. But this is not just a total accident. They went out and spent. Sometimes you get what you pay for. 